good. Yes. What's going on, folks? Uh, we're back. Mike's Pod. Moo and Q. Moo and Q. Yes. We have a special guest today. Yes, we got a special guest today. But before we do that, make sure you subscribe, like, and comment. Holla at your boys. Let us know what you think about the show. Thank you for all the support. Shout out to Manscaped. Remember, if you order for Manscaped, use the code Moo2Q. Get 25% off during Manscaped.com Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale. And save on all Manscaped products like all-in-one grooming kits, skin-safe trimmers, and great-smelling formulations. Manscaped.com is the leading men's grooming in the world, Craig. Not just the city, but the world. Go get your Rolex of men's grooming this Friday and Monday. Go to Manscaped.com to get 25% off site-wide and free shipping. So that means they'll send it to you wherever you are in the world. Go get it now. Friday and Monday, that's the best time to get it. But yeah, let me introduce everybody. Yes, brother. Introduce everybody to the British General Consulate for Consul. Saudi Arabia. Yes, our brother Safe. Yes. Safe is welcome, in the house. Brother. Welcome. Welcome, Safe. Alaikum, brothers. How are you? Alaikum salam. How are you doing? Salam. We're fine. Alhamdulillah. Thanks for your patience. You're currently in Jeddah, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah over in Jeddah. Nice, nice, nice. You know what's interesting, man? What's interesting? I came across this picture a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. maybe about a week now. And, in Medina, uh, right? The one yeah, he was Medina. in Medina, yeah. and I, I posted it on my social media. Yeah. That's right, Sad. Okay, I saw yeah. it on your Instagram. Okay, I was like, I see so this I posted it on my Instagram, and I was just amazed. And I'm thinking he's a new convert to the religion of Islam. And somebody was saying, no, he's been Muslim for 25 years. 25 <laughs> years. Wow. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. So if you don't mind, brother, can we go into um, how you converted to the religion of Islam? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, delighted to talk about that, of course. Yes, yes. So to tell us, how, how did it happen? Like, were, well, did, did you convert um, to Islam before you came here or was it after you got yeah, here? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a long time ago. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, listen, first, thanks so much for uh, uh, tweeting out that picture of me in Medina. Um <laughs> I mean, I, I go to Medina fairly regularly and uh, for work. And what I always try and do is I try and arrive in Medina maybe like 4 a.m. on the early morning flight and go and pray Fajr uh, in the Prophet's Mosque, which is wonderful experience. Um, but this time, a lot of people just picked up on me. Maybe it's because I'm wearing a suit and I'm stood in front of the mosque. Yes. They said, hey, this guy has just converted. Um, <laughs> which was like, well, thanks. But no, it's like uh, 25 years back. Um, Amazing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the basic story is so I'm a I'm a diplomat, a British diplomat, and I spent most of my career around the Middle East. Um, but I started off in Sudan, in Khartoum, um, wow. in the in the early 90s. Um, and it was during that time when I mean, really, for me, it was a kind of a spiritual reawakening. Yes. Um, in the, I've been brought up as a, as a good Catholic boy. Um, <laughs> but you know, like many, you know, in your teens, you, you drift away from it, you lose connection or, you know, it, it, it doesn't quite fit. Yes. Um, but being in Sudan and really spending time amongst people there who are really spiritual, you know, mm-hmm. faith means, um, everything to how people live and society, it binds everybody together. Um, and it's just a hugely impressive, uh, experience. So for me, it was kind of, uh, getting back on a, on a spiritual path that actually felt a lot more comfortable, um, that was right 
for me, if you know what I'm saying. It just yes. felt like you're you're in the right place. That's and that. alhamdulillah, really. I mean, since then, it's 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 been terrific for me. MashaAllah. Wow, wow. Yeah, I, I, I never got a chance to visit Sudan, but I heard the Sudanese people in general are just is super generous, yeah, super the nice. People, yeah. The Sudanese people. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure you experience some amazing because we come from America and these Western countries and the UK and Britain and to Saudi and we love this generosity, this hospitality. And um yeah. they say Sudan is even they compete with Saudi with their generosity. No, wow, really? <laughs> yes, yes. Shout out to Sudan. <laughs> what Big do you shout out to Sudan? Big <laughs> shout out to Sudan. I mean, I have to say that. My wife is also Sudanese, so amazing. Oh, wow! If you guys don't shout out now to Sudan, please, I'll be in trouble. Well, I, I think we just saved it. Then. We saved you from going into the doghouse. Sure. <laughs> so you have amazing. kids? Do you have children? Yeah, we do. Mashallah, we've um, so we've had five kids over the years. Um, so our our eldest is uh, twenty four. We've got three boys, um, and we got a couple of daughters, the younger ones who who are with us here in Jeddah. They go to school here. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've had a, we've been here three years, so wow. you know, living in Jeddah, it's, 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 it's a great experience, you know, it's the, yes. it's the culture, mm -hmm. it's the people, uh, it's the faith as we're talking about. Um, yes. and it's just a warm, open, engaging society. You know, there's yes. a, there's that respect and friendliness and openness. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, it's terrific. I mean, genuinely, and it's, Amazing. Um, yeah. Being close to Mecca as well. I mean, we're yes. an hour away from Mecca, that's so right, right. being able to go and perform Amrah or, or visit Medina, you know, it's, uh, it's very special. Amazing, See, amazing. Your kids, your kids are pretty popular amongst the Saudi Saudi crowd because they're Sudish, right? Get it, Sudish. <laughs> Saudi British or Sudan, Sudan British, Sudish. Forgive my corny co-host. Forgive my corny co-host. <laughs> you speaking, uh, you back on the Korean again? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's but, amazing though. You know, yes. just to just you know the diversity of the religion of Islam yeah. and Q get to see this. Q, he's not Muslim, but you know he's been living in Saudi Arabia also for three years. Yeah, and he mentioned how before he moved to Saudi Arabia. Due to the, you know, the media doesn't portray Islam in its genuine, true way. And Q had, he was afraid to come to Saudi. He had some yeah. fear. But when he actually moved here and he actually was able to, you know, intertwine with the people and meet the people, what changed you, Q? It changed your mind, right? Yeah, it absolutely well, your, your did. Thoughts, and now, I mean, now I love mindset. it. And that's why now we, we always talk about it and we always try to promote. Yes, yes, and, yes. And we try to tell our viewers all over the world, don't be scared. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes, actually yes. a lot safer. It's actually easier living here than it is living in the streets in California. Wow, wow, wow. You know, I don't have to worry about getting shot at. Yeah. You know, getting stabbed. Because a true Muslim, the last thing we want to do is hurt another individual. Exactly. Even an animal, even an insect. Yeah. You know, our religion teaches that all of these, they have rights over us. You know, yeah. so you get to see it. <laughs> like, I was shocked. I mean, I was still getting used to it. And I was shocked because I was, I was, I'll be watching, um, Muta's, you know, stories, and he, he went into the store and left his bike there, and I, I started yelling at him, like, yo, you gotta lock up your bike. It's gonna get stolen. He's like, no, this is Saudi Arabia. I told him, bro, chill, you in Saudi. Because <laughs> in California, as soon as he turns his back and he sneezes and he looks over, the, car, the, the bike's gone. Can like, I, true, true, real talk. You know, Can I ask so, you something, brother, safe? I, have have you experienced anything here in Saudi Arabia that just, just that left you in awe? Like something where you was like, you know what? this is amazing. I can't believe this happening. Like I would tell you a story for me when I first moved to Saudi Arabia, the generosity of, of the people, of course, was 
was unmatched. I didn't yeah. face anything like that. But my yeah. first summer, I went back to America and I left my keys with my downstairs neighbor, Fahad. He's originally from Kasim. So I left my keys because I didn't have any extra copies. You yeah. know how things happen in Saudi. I said, in case it's a flood or yeah. anything happened in my apartment upstairs, check on it for me. So two months later, I come back to um, Saudi Arabia. This is when the, um, what was it? The the Blackberries was out. Yeah. So and I'm sending them these, these BBM messages saying, I land at this time. You know, the flight from LA to Saudi Arabia is about 17 hours. Yeah, it's about, like about 16, 17, 16, 16 hours. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to be exhausted. It's, I land about 11 o'clock at night with my wife and my small kids. So please have my keys ready. Yeah. <laughs> so I land and I catch a taxi and I go to my house and I'm ringing, I'm calling him. He's not answering. I'm sending him BBM messages. He's not answering. Now I'm in the streets and um, I'm new to Saudi Arabia. This was, I've been living in Saudi for 11 years. So this is 11 years ago. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm upset. I'm like, I can't believe this guy. How in compassionate can he be and considerate can he be he know I'm with my wife and my kid I'm thinking all this stuff something told me after maybe standing outside for 30 minutes to ring my doorbell so I started ringing my doorbell my neighbor's doorbell anybody hoping I can get someone to open the door yeah. so when I ring my doorbell my neighbor Fahad he comes down from my apartment and I'm like what are you doing he's like I knew you had a long flight he was upstairs with his wife and his maid cleaning my house they had Arabic coffee waiting for me. They had dinner waiting for me. I couldn't believe this. I said, man, I'm thinking You feel like worst. a jerk now, huh? I feel like a jerk, of course. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out here thinking the worst. And you were upstairs cleaning my house with your wife and your maid and had food waiting. So these type of things just blew my mind. And I still cannot get used to them yeah. to this day, you know? So I'm sure yeah. you have some experiences. Yeah, you, you're right. You know, I mean, you can talk about that kind of individual people to people experience and the warmth and which is just natural. I mean, yes. it's not only in Saudi Arabia, it's in many parts of the Middle East. And this tradition of hospitality yes. um, and warmth and friendliness is, is essential. Uh, and certainly Islam is woven into that because it's so integral to how the society functions here in the kingdom. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, for example, I mean, my role and the role of my team here at the consulate in Jeddah, a big part of it is taking care of British Muslims who come out to the kingdom to perform Umrah and, and Hajj. Okay. And obviously, COVID's changed everything over the past yeah. year and a half or so. Yes. But certainly, I remember uh, in Hajj uh, 2019, um, I was able to go out and visit um, the 25,000 or so British Muslims who were out in Mina, getting ready to perform uh, Hajj over a few days. And what was amazing was talking to these guys about their experience of coming out to the kingdom, which for many of them was just overwhelming. It's the you know, first time to do Hajj. It's an incredibly personal, spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. What really blew them away was the way in which Saudis were welcoming them. You know, they talk about the Yufa Rahman, you know, the guests of Allah, the guests of God. Mm -hmm. And it's the duty to take care of pilgrims. Um, so that sense of being taken care of, being guided, the blessings from doing that and sharing that experience of the pilgrims is fundamental to the, the traditions that we're talking about around pilgrimage. So for me, it was just like amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't really try and imagine that kind of welcome and that kind of sense of duty that we'd see in other countries. So it's a, it's a very, very special place for Muslims, of course. Amazing. Like Amazing. you said, it's something that you will find in probably majority, if not all Muslim countries, where this is something that is woven within a society and a culture. Um, hospitality, 
because even a prophet Muhammad, he said, whoever believe in Allah in the last day, he, he must take care of his guests. He must honor his guests. So this is part of our faith, you know? So it's amazing a reminder. We, we try to get Q soon he, to he's, join he, us. He's trying hard. <laughs> he's trying hard. <laughs> but so, there's some things I do. He's like, you might as well be a Muslim, you know? Like, but... But that's we welcome oh, everyone, you know. Yeah. There's no composure in religion, you know. We we don't force them. We welcome yeah. everyone, man. And we really do appreciate <laughs> you giving us your time. And we yeah. hope when you come to to Riyadh, we can hopefully have you as a guest. You could come into the studio, and and then we could show you some of our American hospitality. Yeah, <laughs> it's famous, guys. I'd love to. Uh, inshallah, I, I might be in Riyadh over next week, so I'll, I'll give you a yeah, call. Yeah, make sure you Amazing. do. Now, Please. the current situation that's going on. What happened in Liverpool? I know you know you know what I'm talking about now, the, mm. the suicide bombing attempt that happened mm. at the mm. Liverpool Women's Hospital. Is that is that right? Yeah, it's in central uh, Liverpool. And that taxi right. driver, yeah. you know, Alhamdulillah, he knew what that guy was up to and locked the doors and had him, wow, employ the um, the the bomb inside the taxi. So, but what's wow. fun? What's what's blessing is that that cab driver was able to walk out like. Mm. With un unharmed. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Of course yeah. the suicide bomber died, but you know I didn't even hear about the story. But if he didn't do that, then yes. he would have he would have employed that bomb inside that yes. woman's hospital and wow. who knows how many people would have got hurt. That's crazy. Yeah. Very yeah. weird. Do, do they do we know the motives for for that guy yet? I mean, I, I believe it, they said it was an Indian or Pakistani type person. Wow. I guys, I, I really don't know um, beyond the newspaper headlines that have been out there. But yes. um, yeah, I mean the uh, you know, amazing quick thinking from the taxi driver that um, saved his own life and no doubt many others. Um, yes. You know the, the actions of a of an individual, as we all know, can be horrific. Um, yes. But uh, in this case, thank God there was uh, there was no further injuries. But we live in crazy times. Yeah, definitely. Even in some crazy. So is 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 um, I know they 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 um raised the threat level up in uh, up in um England right now because of that situation. Uh, is it is it like that here? Uh, as you guys being British nationals living in Saudi Arabia, did when they uh raised a threat level in you in in I was about to say UK again in England. Does that does that affect you guys here? Well, I mean, that particular instance, that's specific to the UK. Um, for, for us here in the kingdom or, or in other countries around the world, we, um, what we try and do uh, as diplomats is be very explicit mm -hmm. in what the, the risks are to British nationals. I mean, that, that's our priority. So yes. we run a system, and the Americans do as well, of, of what we call travel advice. So for, for every country mm -hmm. around the world, there's something called... Uh, FCDO, yeah, so it's yeah. my department, Foreign, Commonwealth and Development Office, travel advice. Mm -hmm. So people can go online, type in Saudi Arabia, for example, and they get a full brief about the situation, the issues, you know, uh, everything can help them be safe yes. when they travel internationally. So uh, we're very aware of this, you know, and really it's it's central to our work to, to make sure that British nationals overseas, uh, overseas are, uh, are safe. Yeah. But that's 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 some amazing how. Well, you see, the thing with me was I found out about that through another person who told me what happened in Liverpool. Mm. I don't like to watch the news, and I was worried about this. I was worried that so when I actually looked up the 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 news on that, yes, I was worried that the first thing they're gonna say is, "Oh, 
oh, it was an Islam attack, you know? Like, because yeah. that's what they're portraying Islam as. Yes. That's what I knew it as before I got here. And that's why, like he was saying, I was afraid yeah. to come to Saudi Arabia in yes. the beginning because, you know, that's all we hear about Islam is the extreme Islams. And know? these people don't represent yeah. the Muslims. You know, I'm sure our brother Safi been but Muslim for 25 years. He can surprisingly vouch, on the news they didn't you know? they didn't say it was an Islam attack. They just said it was an Indian Indian yes. Pakistani. Mm. They don't know the motives. Usually because, they, they jump to conclusions because terrorism has no religion. Yeah. You know, just sick individuals with you know different. They just sick individuals. Well, in reality, you know? terrorism has no religion. Yes, but yes. in the media, yes, yes terrorism yes, yes. is is stamped as Islam. Mm. Yes, and that's one thing that I'm glad that. I woke, you know. You was able to come and see yourself by living amongst the Muslims, you know. And now I tell people that a lot, you know. Before Islam, brother, safe. I I live pretty much of a a so called tough life, you know, where I had to carry a gun every single day, you know. I had a an attitude where you can't walk down the street safe. You always have to look behind your back. And also, be in. I didn't mind, or I was quick to get into a fight. I was quick to try to harm an individual, but. The religion of Islam is what changed my my way of thinking. Mm. You know that yeah. you know we cannot go around with this type of mentality yeah. where you can harm someone else and think that there's no you might not get retribution mm. in this life, but in the next life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Islam is what saved me from a violent life because Islam is truly. You know we hear people say it all the time, and they say, "Well, you say Islam is peaceful, but then we hear these people doing this in the religion of Islam. This is because they have no understanding of the religion of Islam." You know, if you have an understanding of the religion of Islam, you will feel you will feel yeah. afraid to even step on an ant, mm-hmm. let alone another mm-hmm. human or harm yeah. the soul yeah. of another human. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's you know, the, people can twist religion to suit any of their own exactly. political, personal, or insane goals. Um, you know, and, and history is littered with such examples. Um, yes. But when it comes to the basic tenets of Islam and submission. Um, it's it's clear that this is a peaceful religion, mm-hmm. and but ultimately, you know, we're, we're all on our own path, all on our own journey. We all have to take our own decisions um, about how we're going to live our lives. Um, Absolutely. And you know, um, whichever path we're on, um, certainly I believe we're all ultimately going to the same destination. Mm-hmm. But yes. we, we want to make sure that we're living our life in the right way, Definitely. and whether whether it's Islam or whether it's other faiths. Um, that can guide you on that path to live the right way in life um, yeah. has to be correct. And that cannot be violence. It cannot be with hatred. It cannot be with intolerance. Um, mm-hmm. These are nothing to do with any faiths. Um, and it's important that we're clear that what faith is about. It's about mm-hmm. faith. It's about respect uh, for yourself and other people. Yes. Nice. Yes. Definitely. Yes, yes. <laughs> so... I want to. This is this is off the topic or any 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 major issue. How'd you meet your wife from Sudan? Like, did you meet her here? Or his did you name meet her is Safe in England. Um, I oh, she'll kill me for saying this. I was we met at a party. Um, yeah, in 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 Khartoum, and believe me, in the mid nineties, there not were not many parties in Khartoum. Yeah. Um, e party, how did he know? It was, uh, yeah, it was more it was, like it an event. Those, it, it was more one of those chance encounters, as, oh. as, as so often in life, these uh, these moments that change your life uh, yeah. come along. So, because uh, I, yeah, I, I currently it, have yeah. a friend in Khartoum right now. Amazing. Yeah, she's getting her degree in um in uh, nutritionist as a nutritionist, Amazing. and Amazing. this is the first time I've ever seen this. She's 
a Sudapino. She's half Sudanese, half, half Filipino. Filipino. Wow. Is that a thing? <laughs> no, I, I made that up. Worse, I made that up. But, <laughs> no, but I mean, not, not the fact that she's half Sudanese, half Filipino. I made the Sudapino well, part. Sudapino. Okay. Yeah, that, <laughs> I like to do that. I, I like, I like mixed mix people, people who are have two, more than one um, nationalities, and I like to. So, what about me? I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm African American. You're very Puerto long. Rican, man. Cuban. After you show and me your British. DNA test, and it's I got, too Brit- long. I got <laughs> British DNA. I have um, African DNA. Irish DNA, Taino, Chi- Native American Taino DNA. Tribe, I'm yeah. mixed with that. I'm a cocktail, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the beauty bro. about life that we all have more common than you know what I mean than differences. You know yeah. what I mean? We all related. Yeah. We all go back to Adam and Eve at the end of the day. Yeah. You know. I think what you you know you guys are doing you know um, is living in a different country, a different culture, embracing that and. Really, what I've always found moving around the world is it, it opens your horizons. It brings you an understanding of other people and other cultures. Um, and it just, you know, it, it kind of reinforces, I think, the good things um, about us as human beings and that we can understand the other guy and his perspective. And it just, it should do. It just kind of calms us down a bit. You know, we have that wider understanding. Um, moving around is good. You know, I'd yeah. say this to my kids. I agree um, with you. And we, you know, we've dragged them around the world for years. Um, but you know, <laughs> well, we say, look, you know, you, you learn from that. You know, your eyes are open more than if you just stuck in one small town in, in, in back home in the UK or something. Yeah. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Now, you being the con- general consulate, did I say that right? General, general consulate, consulate. consulate general. Is really? it a consulate general? Or general, right? consulate? general consulate. You're nearly there. So I'm the I'm the I'm the British Consul General. See, I, that's what I mean. Like, did I get it? Okay, British Consulate General. Sorry, yeah, I, close. in Korean, that's what that means. So the way I said in Korean, that's why. No, but with that, you got some power, right? Because I have I have a bone uh, I have power, a bone to pick gosh. with Heathrow Airport. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know I have to bring it up. You know I have to bring it up. Oh, I, we we recently had an incident with Heathrow Airport. Um, I love I love England. Um, when I when I when I we had a, the layover there, a coming into something, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> shocked. I, I I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> no, um, when when we when we had that layover in, in in England, that was the second time I was there. Last time I was there was for the Queen's 20th Jubilee. I was actually stationed. I was an ex military, and I was actually stationed in Germany, and we didn't know what to do oh. for that weekend. So we're like, hey, let's go to England, and it All just right. so happens to be. The twentieth uh, jubilee for the for the queen. So it, it was amazing, you know. I had a great experience and I loved it. This time around, we had a layover there. It was supposed to be a transfer. Uh, right. When we went to Madrid on our way back, um, it was also it was only supposed to be like a two hour transfer, uh, yes. transfer, a transit. But because we got the wrong test in in Madrid, they wouldn't Saudi uh, wouldn't let us fly here, and we had to stay a day late. And then so we came back. Our bags wasn't on the flight. The next day when it came back, so it stayed in England. I think you see you see his face. He knows what I'm talking about now. My bags got stuck there an extra day. Now, I had these shoes that was gifted to me um, from someone very high in, in, in L.A. And I'll probably never be able to receive a gift from her like this again. But it was gifted to me. I didn't even know how much it cost at the time either. I just know that they're expensive, but I didn't think they're going to be this expensive, you know. 60,000 reals. 80,000 reals. 80,000 reals. 80,000 for, for these pair of shoes. But I usually <laughs> put in my carry-on, but I have my camera equipment in there too. So I was like, uh, 
Let's see, my camera or these shoes? I should have picked the shoes because the shoes are more expensive than camera. Yeah. But um, I put the shoes in my check baggage and I never locked it. The over 30 plus years that I've been traveling, wow. I never locked like locked up my bags or wrapped it or ne- yeah. nothing like that. And nothing has ever happened like this before. Wow. So when, when, we, when we finally received it here in Saudi Arabia, I opened up the bag and everything fell out when it shouldn't have. And right away, I already knew they stole they stole my shoes. They didn't steal all my shoes. <laughs> oh, they just stole no. that pair. They that pair. No. And I just realized they stole they stole. A, I bought a brand new cologne, and that was missing too. That you can't find here. Wow. And I didn't realize I was so I was so um heartached about the shoes that I didn't even realize that the cologne's oh, out there. Man. And then after like a week later, I realized, wait a minute, I bought cologne. Where's that at? Wow, and I noticed wow, they took that wow. too. And so. I remember, I remember when when I when I came back from the airport, I told him what happened, and he was like, "Oh, we need to text um, we need to hit up Heathrow." And I was like, "No, just let it go." They tried though; they did respond to us, and they tried. Um, but then they tried to throw it off on the airline. They said airline, you know, these things happen. It took two weeks for them to reply yes. back. They said they'll look into it. I gave him. They asked for all my information, my flight itinerary, and all that, and I gave it to him. What yeah. the color of the bag was, what my yeah. suitcase looked but like. Them things are going. No, yeah, he I mean, would make it back. Don't worry. Safe. I get it. I Tell get it. Safe. There's we no have, way I could get those. We shoes have back. something <laughs> as Muslims. We say cut that a lot. It's from the decree of God. <laughs> but one thing, no, the, the, it's not only about my shoes. One thing I noticed is that when we posted it on our social media, yes, the amount of re- response we got was. The same situation. Oh yeah, I had this stolen too. Oh yeah, Heathrow's bad to go. Yeah, they always I, I steal honestly, in Heathrow. I honestly so, believe I, in every airport around the world, it can happen. Yeah, but Heathrow like, it for me, me so is like times. the Compton of airports now. <laughs> 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 it's like the Juarez of airports. We, we got the British. We got the, the council on, on, on line. Baby. That's why when he told me, honestly, um, when he told you me got that a list of, you got a list of things there in front of you. Have you? No, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we, we don't. We, we, we have to be diplomatic. I'm being diplomatic. I yeah. love, I love Heathrow Airport. <laughs> We got a, a, a diplomat in front of us. Let's be diplomatic. Actually, it, it, it was funny. It's all it's all it's all funny games, though. It's all funny games. What, what was funny was when he told me, "Hey, our next guest is gonna be the consulate general of um of, of Britain." I was like, "Oh, really?" I was like, "Heathrow, okay, I got you." He was like, "Oh my gosh!" But I had oh, to bring it up. Feel, you made me feel so bad now. Really. No, 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 no. I didn't know nothing about I'm, this. He called me. I'm gonna this. have to chase this one up. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> We're either gonna have to find these shoes, or we're nah, gonna have shoes to sell com- something. Them shoes are comp- some new ones for you. Them shoes are Compton right now, bro. Yes. Them shoes. <laughs> I know. I know. Whoever stole them, they sold it the next day because those shoes are like. There's not that many. It's like it's like having that rare, that like. There's only four cars made. Yeah. And you got one of them. It's like one of those. Those shoes. It's the new generation. They're not mass produced. You know, even There's though me and Q, amount. we're not too much far apart in age. Yeah. But I, I'm just still. I guess I'm old school because I can't put on no eighty thousand. Well, yeah, I sneakers. told you. I didn't they know stay, they were. Yeah, they'd be at my house. You know, I, I they stay home somewhere. <laughs> I didn't know they were that expensive until after I got, we got back. I told him what happened, and, I, and he was gonna like blast it on social media. I said, no, 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 no. You know what? I've done a lot of bad stuff in my life. It's probably God. You know, punishing me for it. He took it by on taking, the chin. taking he took something it on the chin. that I, I cherish, and so I told him, "Oh, it's okay. I'll just buy another one." And so yes. I looked it up, and I went to Farfetch, and I was like, "Okay, let me look up the shoes. Eighty thousand real." I was like, "Post it." I was like, "Let's post it." And I was like, "I didn't know they were eighty thousand real." I was actually gonna repurchase. But you it, don't but have to feel bad. It no, has no, nothing don't feel to do. Bad. You know, we we gotta blame ourselves. Yeah. We was we should have been we should have known better. Yeah, we should have exactly. put the lock on it. 
<laughs> or uh, honestly, eighty thousand real shoe invest in a ten dollar lock. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that, again, in my defense, yeah. I didn't know they were that expensive. It was a gift. It was a gift. That's what hurts more is the yeah, fact definitely. that it's a gift, and I feel bad for the person you know. But sure. yeah. anyways, thank you so much Thanks for your time. Yeah, this thanks is... for your time, brother. Don't feel no, bad. Don't feel bad. <laughs> thank no, you, thank no, you. I'm, I'm gonna carry this for a while now. <laughs> So when you okay, come to Riyadh, please, you please yeah. contact us. When, when you come to Riyadh, uh, contact Moo and then let's meet up and let's have let's have lunch together and let's discuss more about about Definitely. life. Love to, love yes, to. Thank it's you. Take care. Truly yeah. an honor. Truly an honor. Say thank hello you. to your family. Be safe. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You thank take you. care. Assalamu All the best. Yes. Yeah. So. That's the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, Dang, yeah, yeah. that was good. That was good. You don't have to bring <laughs> that up. How are you going to bring up this Heathrow to the British Council General, bro? If you I, ghetto. You more ghetto than I thought. If I didn't. You more ghetto. I, I know I'm I can't hood. even say more. You more. You more ghetto. <laughs> you more ghetto than, ghetto? than uh, I thought, bro. 150? I'm 150? You're 145. No, no. If I didn't, our viewers, our viewers would have been like, wait, why didn't you bring up your shoes? So I had to. I had to. No, nah, but that was good. Yeah, that was yeah. Good. That was anyway, shout out to, shout out to uh, British, Britain, you know, UK. Yeah, shout out to the UK. Shout, shout out, out to, to Sudan. Sudan. We got to visit Sudan because I, I keep hearing about the hospitality yeah. in Sudan. But we can't go. Why we, Apparently, we can't go. Yeah, I can't go. Well, I can't go. Unless you have a... I put a Sudan in the Oh, uh, okay, okay. I'm good. Because I, I was told I couldn't go. I wanted nah, to go Sudan visit it safe, too. But why you can't go? They on a, the, the, the no travel list? No, no, not that. It's just you have to have like a certain... Um, it's hard to get the visa there, apparently. Okay. Because my, my homegirl... Even girl, for Americans? My homegirl, the Sudapina... Even for Americans? You, yeah. Especially like, for Americans. I like when Americans, we get humble. Because yeah. we, we we think because our passport, we can go anywhere. We're invincible, So yeah. we got to get humble yeah. sometimes. Sudan, shout out to... Shout out to Sudan for yeah, keeping shout us out. to Sudan. Out, for keeping us out of yeah. your country. Shout out to my <laughs> Sudapina homegirl, Janati. Shout out. Shout out All to right. the people. Definitely. Yeah. That was Until a good show. Until next time. Yeah, we Peace. out.